Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Freddie, I didn't have with me tonight, none of my cohorts tonight, so I need to, yeah, see, Freddie, I don't need you for the, yeah, I'll just use TikTok, bitch. Go ahead and sit out tonight. Because guess who we got in the building? One of our great friends, great friends to the show, DJ The Brain. He's actually on for Champs and Chumps, came in early. Welcome to the studio, brother. Always glad to be here. It's always a pleasure. Oh, I got to su- always sub in for Champs or Chumps, and I know I got a really, really good opponent today as well, too. He's going to know his stuff, so I got to try and be on my A game here. I can't come in slacking, otherwise he's going to drop 70 on me if I'm not careful. He literally called for this at the Christmas show he was he was feeling it, feeling a, a little smackdown. So excited to see what goes on tonight. Last time he studied really hard and he felt like he got gypped. So we're gonna see what happens tonight. I can't wait. I'm excited. All hey, right, when you learn, right? Too. So either either way, I'll be I'll be I'll walk out of this one smiling. Hopefully, either way. Either way, of course. Either way, of course. That's what we're all here for is the smiles, regardless. All right, let's um talk about again. We're the fantasy show of the people. So visit us, tssfantasy.com. All of our great rankings, our current up-to-date week 17 championship rankings are up-to-date now. Again, as the COVID situation continues, I'm sure we'll be updating them. Um, So keep monitoring during the week, but this is championship week. So make sure you get to the website, check everything out. Also, we got Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. All of our great podcasts are in there from wrestling to racing. Um, High and Low Sports is here tonight representing Belly Up Sports, also with 4th and 4 on Sundays, as you know. So great podcasts all the way around. Make sure you check them, everyone out on there as well. Um, also this week, don't forget on Friday, we're going to have a special New Year's Eve special. So get ready, party with us. You guys know we like the holidays and you know we like to party. So it's going to be fun and lit on New Year's Eve. Make sure you check us out. We are the fantasy show the people all right so we got a lot of news to get to my brother we're gonna start off tonight before your opponent gets in and we don't have no doctor tonight neither so he's out so we got news and we're gonna cover a little bit of the house call too but let's get started with some news All right, got to start out on some somber note, and I'm glad someone else is in. That's why I was like, man, I'm so glad you came in early because I didn't have no one else to kind of re- reflect a little bit with John Madden, man, just passing away. Just We just came right before we came on, got word of that at 85 years old. And I, I'll be honest with you, um, DJ, in, in my lifetime, I've always been the same. I'm very, you know, I don't know what the quite the word is, but every time you know there's this big deal made about celebrities when they pass away, I'm like, I mean, come on, listen, we don't make a big deal when grandma down the street dies. Why are we making a big deal about this person? This is like how my, I'm always like that, right? But there are some people that transcend um, and and really affect you know humans. I guess is the best way to put it. Um, John Madden had such a big effect. Um, not on from generation to generation and such a huge impact on the game of football um, that we both love. So, um, I mean, all the way from when I was a child, 
Um, you know, I remember a the Bud Light commercials. Those were, you know, definitely you got to remember those when you when I was a kid. And also when you heard Madden and Summerall on the TV, you know, it's like, oh, oh, snap. It's not like it was today where, you know, I know all these announcers. All, it, it was just a couple guys and you knew it was the big game. So the Redskins Cowboys game was on or something big was going on that you need to sit up and pay attention to. Um, so, you know, big impact, um, again, overall, um, and again, you know, going into the broadcast booth, uh, the coaching prior to that a little bit before my era, um, but the great coach that he was going to the broadcast booth. And then of course the video game, um, which, you know, I, I always tell people I've been beating people in Madden since the Sega days. (laughs) Um, and well, which is true. Um, but again, a uh, transcendent guy. I just want to get your thoughts on uh, Madden tonight. One, one hundred percent. I think you summarized it kind of. It's kind of crazy. He has coached in the seventies and I believe early eighties. Like he has not coached in forty years, and yet he is still having this kind of impact as well too on a variety of people right now. Like people that weren't even born yet as well too. Then when you enter the broadcast booth, you said it perfectly as well. He had a weird way of. When him and Summer were on there, it felt like they were hanging out in the living room with you. It felt like they were sitting right next to you on either side, and they could have grabbed some popcorn with you. They did a great job of bringing you into it as well, too. And they set an almost impeccable standard of broadcast. You see now everyone kind of – all the commentators, one way or another, there's a little bit of – they're good, but there's, they're this, but they're, there's a little something. And then there's Chris Collinsworth, who everybody reams every Sunday. With Madden and Summerall, there was never really anything like that as well, too. You always walk out of like, holy cow, I learned something. I still remember his call on that Brett Favre game against the Raiders on Monday night. After his dad passed away and he lit them up, that was one of the best calls I was able ever able to hear from him as well. And my family was Raider fans growing up, so they loved Madden. That's how I first kind of got indoctrined into the Madden life as well, too, from the video game commentary booth. He, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to word it, honestly, but like basically he encapsulized football as it took off in the last handful of years. He's, you could say he's, quote, unquote, the architect of that, if you will. Yeah, totally. It's funny. Like, as you said, it, like I was, it just happened so quickly. So I was trying to find the words to come up with it, quite honestly, to really reflect on it. Your co cohort actually just popped in. Jared, if it's cool, I want to bring you in. Uh, my cohorts actually are in tonight. So if it's cool with you, I'm going to bring you guys in a little early. We're talking about John Madden. It came, uh, you know, that news came yeah. up uh, real quick. It came out mid recording for us. Like, we just finished recording Corner Booth episode 199. And, uh, like it broke mid up. Me and Samir had to take a break. We were we were in shock. Like yeah. I, so like DJ hit on the head. Like to me, I'm 26 years old. My first Madden game was with my boy McNabb on the cover, <laughs> and I remember watching John Madden in his last season as a broadcaster, and hearing hearing him talk and like being ticked off when I had to hear that schmuck Collinsworth. It's funny now as I get to be an adult, Collinsworth started to grow on me. Because I, I realize he's just an asshole, but I kind of appreciate it. Um, and it made me love Al Michaels, who actually, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, check out his interview on Pat McAfee two weeks ago. It was hysterical. Um, I, with John Madden, to me, it's, it, it's, he's different. Where, like, DJ's on the point, like, where he brought football into this age of where it is the dominant sport. Because when I was a kid, baseball was still dominant. When 0405, A Rod sons of the Red Sox. I mean, I mean the Yankees instead of the Red Sox. The world stopped. Everyone was talking about it. now, like Yankees signed Garrett Cole. I'm like, oh great, that was the bottom line on the end of my watch right now. We're talking about NFL draft prospects. Like the football when John Madden was when I was a kid was still at the number two sport in America. And even basketball is coming forward at two. Like football is battling two, three. Now football is such a dominant perspective. And John Madden, like DJ hit on point, it is the, he was the architect. He was the first kind of like the spearhead of breaking that into your living room. Like every kid loving football played Madden for GameCube or Xbox original or PS2 as a kid. I remember I've had every Madden except for OBJ, the one that had OBJ and the one that had Sherm. That was it. And then, you know, I think I took a break with the AAB one. But, like, I've had almost every Madden since 06 because I love football. And, like, football to me was, like, a sport that I could appreciate. And maybe John Madden was maybe the base reason. Oh, by the way, I completely forgot this. He played for the Eagles. So, even more love. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know but, that. Uh, just um, 
it's uh, I, I, the shock's still setting in, I guess. And of course, you know, 2021 had to be a dick one last time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's crazy because, you know, his documentary dropped on Christmas. I still have a DVR. I haven't watched it yet. Well, I'm excited to, and it's going to be even more like hard hitting now that, you know, he just passed away. So, yeah. With like maybe like the, uh, the Mount Rushmore football, if he's not the first face, he's definitely the second face. Indeed. Few people transcend like that. And he, my friend, was definitely one of them. Um, so, God bless to his family, all that. John Madden, 85 years old, passes away today. Um, thoughts are with you. All right. Also in the news, NFL modifying the COVID protocols. Um, so things are getting a little bit, uh, I guess, quicker, if you will, exponentially for players to get back on the field. Maybe a good or bad thing. Um, you know, again, that's what the CDC recommends. So they're just going out their guidelines. So we'll see how that works out. But how that, how that really affects even just this week, Carson Wentz placed on Monday on the COVID IR. So I'm glad you're here, DJ. This is your resident Colts fan. So he could now, he might be able to turn to the team by Saturday with these protocols set in place. What's your thoughts on, on this and Mr. Unvax Carson? It was funny because last week when Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, the whole squad on there, I was like, God damn it, they're going to get toasted by the Cardinals and then they're going to be out. So they went and I started taking a deep sigh of relief. And I also found out my lady actually got his tickets to this Raiders game coming up. So when I see all of these players going on the list, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. She did this. She sent COVID to them on purpose because she's a Browns fan and doesn't want them to look good. She did this to me on purpose. But as, <laughs> once they changed the rules, I was like, all right, there's a chance I can forgive her now as well, too. She didn't send a letter covered in COVID and anthrax to the facility. So but I'm kind of curious to see how it goes as well, too, because you're taking away a week of practice. As well, I'm just curious how they're going to mush everything together. And the Raiders are a goofy team where you almost – you have to kill them early because if you let them hang around, Derek Carr will throw an interception in the fourth quarter. They'll get a random stop, and then somehow he'll lead a game when he drives. Like, he'll lose it and win it all at the same time. So it's definitely good to see. At least when we go there, we'll get to see at least maybe one-eighth of the team that's actually healthy. I won't have to suit up and play safety at some point if it keeps going like this. Me and Kelsey were about to fly down to the desert last week mid-call and suit him up at offensive line because it was getting bad. I mean, DJ, you mean you mean Kelsey could all also get a trial to the Ravens because apparently every Ravens fan's complaining about their freaking secondary being injured. The Joe oh, Burrow Ravens thing is hysterical to me, but with the with the Colts, what, what's crazy about the whole protocols is that it f- screwed me in fantasy last week. Anyway, I'm out of the playoffs now because Austin Eckler was, you know, good to go as of Monday. It's like you gotta be freaking kidding me! It's like I was, I was like, I lost. Also, me not starting Philadelphia's defense against the Giants right now, super fault. But you know that that's that's just my own problem. But I guess the biggest thing to me right now is that I um I'm sitting here like watching my bird destroy the Giants, and I you know, I'm watching my fantasy team just take an L to my co-host by 20 points because Dallas Goddard didn't do jack. He gives Matthew Stafford, you know, nine points, biggest mistake, but you know. COVID protocols have been killing me, man. One week late, as usual. Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, you know, again, we've talked about it for a fantasy perspective. Like, last year when we were dealing with this, it was in the beginning of the season. Like, we all kind of had these protocols set in place. We're all kind of ready. This year, all of a sudden, all this is hitting towards the end. So, it's been crazy. Um, you know, my buddy said the other day, there's an asterisk, like, in a negative way. And we all kind of jumped on it. We're like, negative way? To me... Uh, for fantasy perspective, if you're doing it and doing well into the playoffs with all this COVID protocols, with all these big injuries happening down the stretch, that's an asterisk for a good fantasy owner and a uh, great navigation during this all this hardship, if you will. Mike Williams, also another big name for the Chargers. He'll be out because of COVID. They've already designated him out. So, I'm not, again, I didn't really look too deep into it, but – um, again, out at least. So regardless, you're not going to see Mike Williams in your fantasy championship, which sucks. Um, Julio Jones, he's placed on the COVID IR. But again, we'll have to see how it goes. Same with Mike Evans. We'll see what happens from last week. Travis Kelsey, though, is set to return. Um, and Dalvin Cook. So we'll see see about those returns. Bruce Arians um, finishing up the COVID. He's going on the COVID list. I don't know. We'll see if in five days he returns. I, I'll see if that matters or not. Um, as far as injuries are concerned, I don't have Dr. Miller in to talk about him tonight. Um, but again, James Robinson placed on the IR. It's an Achilles injury. Um, you're all familiar with your Achilles tendon. 
You just feel it on the back of your heel. It's big and thick and meaty. Just imagine that thing just sliced, <laughs> sliced off and not be able to um, do this motion with your foot. Um, it doesn't feel good, nor does it feel, uh, it feels really funny. So he's uh, on the IR, but we talked about earlier this week, Cam Akers, believe it or not, is returning from an Achilles injury. So um, things might not be so bad for James Robinson coming back early next season, um, but that remains to be seen. And um, I forget the guy's name, but we got it written down. day or whatever. I can't even pronounce it. Um, he's going to be the starter for the Jags this week. So if you're looking for a possible flex option, if you're real desperate, he could be somebody you might want to play who doesn't want to start in running back. You guys got any trust in the Jags backfield this week? Zero. <laughs> First of all, they're playing old Bill and B and a really ticked off Patriots team in Gillette. My old man's going to actually be in attendance at this game. And I, I said to him, like, listen, just be ready for a boring beatdown. It's <laughs> like the Jaguars, they're already uh, interviewing, what, like 3,000 coaches right now? Like, I heard Doug P. I heard Jim Caldwell. Heard old uh, uh, Dan Quinn, Leftwich, uh, Kellen Moore. Their list is like a mile and a half long. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Honestly, the Jags might have been the smartest even football. They're starting their interviews early. They'll probably get their guy before uh, the Bears finally grow a pair and fire Nagy. So, you know, I don't trust the Jags. I think the Jags, honestly, just forfeit the last two games and just save themselves in misery. They're, they're, I wouldn't touch a single player in this team. So you're telling me that they're going in there with no running backs and a quarterback who has not thrown a touchdown pass since October against Bill Belichick and that Patriots defense. I, I'll be surprised this one makes out of the first four. <laughs> the quarterbacks alive. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. He's on that Andrew Luck diet at this point, too. It's like, if you can survive, we'll see what you can do at this point. It's uh, it's crazy. For some reason, on our rankings, uh, we have the Patriots defense listed number one. I'm not really sure why that is, but uh, must be something to do with the matchup, for sure. Um, also, I, we got an Eagles fan in the house. There's all kind of injuries in that backfield this week. Um, speaking of rankings, we'll get, I'll get to those a little later. I have Jalen Hurts as my number one QB this week. Reason why we saw FT saw Louise, saw them get eat up. And with the injuries in the backfield, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well maybe, um, the Eagles again, like the running game, maybe they take a page out of the bills, um, offense and use that running game with Jalen Hurts this week. Um, to me, that could be a big possibility in this particular matchup. But what say you, belly up, Jared? What you what do you think about the uh, backfield in their matchup this week? Well, Miles Sanders most likely out this week. The broken bone in his hand is uh, definitely something rough. I um, those they did sign carry on Johnson this morning, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Listen, <laughs> I don't need the Eagles' offense is a unique animal. Commission, it's not like this my- mystical run game. It's hey, can you put your head down and run five yards straight? Cool, great, you're tired. Like they could get the ghost of Peyton Hillis and start like get ripping off big yardage. The Eagles' offense is so simple can you pass block and you run downhill? Jordan Howard has saved his career this season. He was cut from your practice squad. He was sitting on our practice squad. Then Kenneth Gainwell forgets how to run the ball downhill. So he gets signed. So, you know, Sanders been out for a week's ducks. Howard, I believe, is questionable. I'd have to get clarification on that. But honestly, if you get Howard back, Howard, uh, Carrion Johnson, Boston Scott, and um, 
I'd you know the the uh, the ghost of Kenneth Gainwell. That's not a bad roster. That's not a bad running back group. Especially as a Washington football team, who we had to play on a Thursday night. I was in attendance, by the way. It was phenomenal. Um, and you know, just they're fighting their own players on the sideline. <laughs> I I say this on my show to my co-host, a Giants fan. I would rather be in a Giants fan's shoes than Washington. Because at least my roster is not trying to fight each other on the sidelines right now. Yeah, that's 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 pretty bad. That's a mark of a, a team definitely in disarray. Uh, that was pretty crazy to see for sure. Um, let's talk about some other key injuries going into this week. I gotta wait till it scrolls because I forgot to write it down. So I gotta it's it's scrolling and I'm stalling as we go. Clyde's Edwards Hilaire. There we go. Collarbone. He looks like to be out this week. He was week to week, but he looks likely to be out. Um, Daryl Henderson, you know, I know you've been riding him, but he's been struggling down the stretch. No riding, no more. He's on the IR, so expect Sony Michelle to see a lot of carries this week. Jimmy Garoppolo, this is an interesting situation with the torn ligament on his finger. Um, if you're going into this week, I can just ask you guys while you're here, just as in a football perspective, um, you're going into this week, say, you know, you've been struggling at the QB position. Would you take a flyer, either you two, take a flyer on Trey Lance this week with Jimmy G out going against Houston this week? Any of you guys uh, take a flyer on him if you, you know, again, if you're struggling at the QB spot, um, think maybe he might have a breakout game for your fantasy championship. I mean, if you're that desperate, why not? What if are the there's other nothing options? else better, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it, 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 what are your other options? Sam Darnold, like, it's, it's Zach Wilson, like, honestly – Okay. You get two upsides, one downside with uh with Trey Lance. You get the fact that he can run. You get the fact that they're gonna run the ball to protect him. He's got George Kittle and that human Swiss Army knife named Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. He's got weapons around him. It's that's not the issue. It's the matter of like, hey, can he complete more than 50% of his passes this year? So honestly, if they don't. They don't hit you for completion percentage in, in uh, fantasy. Why not? I take a flyer on them. I mean, I had Hurts and Stafford, who were two of the top to best quarterbacks all damn year until week uh, sixteen. Yeah, uh, is, they waited the shit to bed for you. Oh my lord! But yeah, no. Honestly, I would definitely take. Um, I'll take a flyer on Lance. Honestly, what's the, if you are in that position? It's definitely better than the alternative. We're gonna pick Davis, Long Neck Mills. Like it's. It's it to me. It's it's a no brainer. You take the flyer because the, the rushing upside alone gets you points. So DJ, a post from Sam Darnold who hasn't even sniffed the field in weeks or months. Um, anyone else you'd put above Trey Lance this week? That's a good question. I weirdly enough don't hate the idea of Davis Mills either as well too. He's played really surprisingly decently as well too. I would take Trey Lance over him, but I think it's relatively close. I think Davis Mills has found a connection with Brandon Cooks, even though he is out this week, so that will hurt. But I think Davis Mills has been relatively decent, and it's a lot. It'll be they'll get in a lot of garbage time probably as well too. They're not going to be competitive early, so he'll get you some points down the stretch. But I don't hate Trey Lance because even before his injury, they, when they set him in as just like a gadget quarterback, Kyle Shannon was trying to flex with him as like, hey, this is my new toy, and kept getting him rushing touchdowns. So you give him a full game of that. They see him getting points just off of touchdowns, running at Debo Samuel in between the 20s, then letting Trey Lance just be a 250-pound running back in the goal line. Indeed. And listen, playing um, the Houston Texans defense will definitely elevate your completed completed percentage that's for sure um because they are just garbage in the secondary so um you know again i like him going into this week um again i don't know you know you're not going to put him in front of you know your big dogs or anything but if you're hurting if you had somebody like lamar you're riding him now you're you've been riding the you know the waiver wire train trying to pick somebody up each week he might not be somebody to take a flyer on um this week just again it's matchup dependent to me uh, we talked about the running, the rushing yards. That's what you'll probably see a lot with Trey Lance, um, especially them most likely getting up on Houston early. But you're right, DJ. David Mills has come to play. We've, we've talked about him quite often this year. Uh, James Conner should be back this week, so just make sure to watch out for that. Darren Waller possibly have back in practice, but I wouldn't play him if he played because, look, he's been out forever. 
Adam Thielen could be out this week, so KJ Osborne becomes um, up again. We'll see what goes on there. Yes, sir. All about the U. Eli Mitchell also could return this week, and Elijah Moore set to return off IR, so watch out for that as well. All right, I got you two in here. I don't want to waste any more of your time. I really appreciate you coming on with my cohorts fucking failing to come on tonight on the last week. I'm just joking. Nick's in New York. They're all on vacation. You know, it's family time. I get it. So let's not waste your time any longer. You guys are here. Jared asked for this. All right. He literally on our Christmas show, he said, listen, I want DJ one-on-one. I want to – he's ready. If, He's if right. can, nobody can accuse you of being biased, even when I wipe the floor with somebody. I know DJ's the champ. At least give this is a fair fight. The poor Phil, like I was, it looked like the Eagles Giants game, man. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, he, hey, I gave it to him the end, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, we got got to give it to him. You know, he was a guest. Listen, a four, a fixed four-one game ain't terrible. He's uh-huh. you're you're like family in here, and he was a guest. So I was just playing it that way. That's all. We're just being nice to the guests. Teach him how to win better. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's get on. This is the last champs or chumps for 2020. Let's or 2021. Excuse me. Let's get it on. All right, here we go. You know I like to do make it early and make it uh, uncomfortable early. So let's start out round one. Let's put our boy Jared in a hot seat right off the jump. This champs or chumps actually is going to go into next season. I my apologies for not bringing that up earlier. These are guys. So we're going to talk about them. These guys being top ten next year because you know somebody. It's a little too late to see if they'll finish or not. They're obviously going to finish. Well, let's put it on to our. Philadelphia resident. We won't start with you. I'll start with DJ. Let's make the case for Jalen Hurts to be a champ. That's a good one as well, too. And I look at him and he's already QB6 fantasy scoring wise while missing games on top of that as well, too. And the fun fact, he's 70 passing yards away from being the first Eagles quarterback with 3,000 pass yards, 25 TDs and 700 rush yards. And you look at Eagles quarterbacks, Randall Cunningham, Donovan Nabb, Michael Vick, even though he wasn't quite Michael Vick, but he's still Michael Vick. Even Wentz a little bit as well, too, with his mobility. No other Eagles quarterback has done that. So I think that's a pretty interesting thing in his first full year starting. We've seen Nick Sirianni kind of buy into him as the season has gone along as well, too. They've dedicated basically the offense around him. They lead the league in rushing. He's 14 yards behind Miles Sanders as far as beating their leading rusher. Ten touchdowns. And on top of all that, he rarely fumbles. He has, I think, four fumbles on the season and has only lost one of them as a runner. So that takes away the turnover possibilities and the nine interceptions. He basically has a lot of the same things that Lamar gives you, but less interceptions, less fumbles. And he's available as a Lamar Jackson fantasy owner. That him not being available kills me. So I can only see him going up. And they have three first-round picks to build onto that team as well, too. So they're gonna, I think they're going to load up in the offseason. I think we're going to see a Jalen Hurts bonanza, kind of like we saw early Cam Newton when he was with the Panthers. How He, he was a dual-threat fantasy quarterback, so I think he's going to be really effective. Even with his, quote-unquote, limitations passing, I think in fantasy he's able to make up with that with his legs. Jared's got tingles going up his spine as you're talking. It's almost like you're talking sweet nothings in his ear right now. Jared, you got to now make the case for this guy, Mr. Hurts, to be a chump. All right. Well, as much as DJ basically hit out of the park here, and I could easily just punt like I did last time I came on the show, but I learned my lesson. I can't actually punt even when, like, it's impossible to argue. I will offer this as one rebuttal. The general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, Howie Roseman. He is the reason why you cannot trust this. Him and the beautiful, horrifying word that begins with an I, injuries. Unfortunately, if I was a gambling man, with also how quarterback play has happened last year as a top 10 fantasy quarterback, Hurts' biggest thing that makes him a top fantasy quarterback is the fact he can run. His passing yards are great, but his passing yards minus the rushing put him back into the top 15, top 20, top teens, 19, 18, 20 maybe. The issue is now you're going to have a fully healthy Dak next year, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. I can keep the list keeps going on and on and on. Russell Wilson probably playing on a new team as well. There is a lot of also probably Deshaun Watson suiting up for the Dolphins. You know, there's a lot of things going on right now. So, uh, plus all rookie quarterbacks going into systems, you have possibly uh, Tre- Trevor Lawrence getting um, Kellen Moore or Dunk Peterson as an OC, finally a competent offensive coach. 
there's a lot of things that could push Jalen Hurts back to the 10 spot, 9 spot, whatever. But the one wild card is Howie Roseman. If they've heard all, we've heard all season. I've heard all from all my connects in Philadelphia. I've heard from friends of mine who know things close to the Houston organization. The Watson, the Eagles thing has cooled off, but it's not been smothered completely. Hertz has played well enough where it's not an issue. The Gardner Minshew thing, it was fun against the Jets, guys. Come on, let's get over it. Um, but unfortunately, Howie Roseman is the wild card here. He is looking is 75% likely that he will be a stop. I couldn't bring stats up for this because there's no stats to tell you why Howie Roseman does what he does. But he's there. Injuries are there. And that's why with already seven or eight quarterbacks already possibly being better options in fantasy already, those last two spots looking real scarce. So I that's my argument for him being a chump next year. Well, look, I, you know, like as I've done this show, you know, when I put you in these positions, I mean, again, respectively, if you're coming here, you bring in an argument. I know it's your boy. I got to give you the point. So, Jared, you're going to win round one. Both great arguments. Yeah, you're fucking right. I really pray you're right. Uh, yeah, I know. That's what I said. I can see the tingles going up his spine as you were talking. Well, let's see if you can return the favor. Let's go to the Colts and talk about Jonathan Taylor. Bar none, best RB in the league this season. So I'm going to make it fun for DJ in a second. But, Jared, let's hear the easy case for Jonathan Taylor next year to be a champ. Okay, well, here's the beautiful thing: the Indianapolis Colts, I believe, are retaining at least three out of the four, three out of five offensive linemen next year coming back. Two of them being arguably two of the top thirty best offensive linemen in football. Period. Quentin Nelson and Kelly is respectable, or Keeley respectively. On top of that, Frank Reich has been able to tame the interception beast that is Carson Wentz, allowing for more ball control. Jonathan Taylor also has showed that he doesn't need a thousand carries to bust off a thousand yards. His big playability, the fact that Naheem Hines Hines as a great number two back and it allows the play action with Wentz. They have a very balanced offense. They know how to scheme the run. Besides Derrick Henry, I don't see anybody else being so dominant rushing the football. We can talk about Joe Mixon or I can't even talk about Saquon anymore or Zeke or any of these guys. Basically, there are two running backs that are going to rack up a zillion fancy points, and they both play in AFC South. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor will be a champ. If you get Taylor as a first, second, or third pick, congratulations, son. You are going to the playoffs. Barring a catastrophic injury, God bless. I hope, I hope not for anybody's sake. Jonathan Taylor has shown repeatedly this season, and I'm not even showing stats. This is just from the amount of tape I've watched. He is the most explosive running back with power combo I've seen since Adrian Peterson. The way he hits the hole and it pops, he pops in the second, third, fourth gear and breaks away. That is the only running back who I can compare him to look-wise. Henry's a different animal. You can't compare Henry to anybody because he's Earl Campbell with the breakaway speed of like Barry Sanders. But what makes... Taylor different is Taylor is a power is a speed back who lays the lumber when he hits you. From a pure tape perspective, Jonathan Taylor may be the most complete running back like total. Derrick Henry, what I scare with Derrick Henry is he takes a full load of that offense. Jonathan Taylor's best bet is that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. 
Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. They still have Carson Wentz, who as much as he's not a elite quarterback, can still beat you. They still have Pascal, T.Y. Hilton, Mike Pittman has become a number one receiver threat. It's Jonathan Taylor, man. Like it's a dream scenario for a fantasy owner. All right. I mean, again, I, I could feel I could feel the, the tingles for you, DJ. All right, but now you're on the hot seat. Let's hear the case. I don't know how you're going to do this, but Jonathan Taylor to be a chump. Wow, talk about climbing up a mountain with no arms and no legs. No one loves JT quite as much as me. And as you mentioned, he leads in literally literally everything. So I'm basically kind of doing the same thing with Jalen Hurts. I'm reaching for non-statistical things right now. The other one is you mentioned Naeem Hines. He's a top 10 paid running back on a year-to-year basis. He has 88 offensive touches this year where JT has 297 rushes. So I imagine next year... Frank Reich and the squad are going to look at back. All right, we remember Larry Johnson getting absolutely pummeled back in the day. Maybe they lighten some of his load and mix him in there. It's, and on top of it, Frank Reich loves Carson Wentz more than Carson Wentz loves Carson Wentz. So I think next year if they bring in some more receiving help, they might let him throw it a little bit more as well too. So And then on top of that, I'm just looking at there's a Madden curse but for fantasy football. Going back to 2018, Saquon Barkley was the leading fantasy scorer. He finished 10th the next year. 2019, it was CMC. He finished outside the top 30 because he exploded. Last year, Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook were tied at the top. They're at 12th and 14th right now. So history shows maybe JT falls off just a little bit as well, too. It's tough. The last guy to do it was Todd Gurley, who was number one in 2017, then the next year was top three. It's hard to say JT falls completely off, but you never know just if, on his usage rate as well, too. Those first three games when they were trying to bounce backs, he was not quite the same. It wasn't until about that fourth, fifth, sixth game when he really started going on a ballistic run. But it's statistical-wise, film-wise, like it's really hard to go against Jonathan Taylor. His arms look like legs, and when he throws them into defenders' faces, they crumble. And then he runs a 4-2-9, 4-3-40 in open space. He has three of the five fastest times this year. So it's hard to go against JT. It's going to be outside factors. I think that could potentially limit him. Same rule applies. However, I was really sold on that last little bit. You were so right about the guys at top top finishers then they did not finish in the top 10 the following year great stat there dj takes round two and in the all same right, vein i really hope to god jared's right on this one and not me <laughs> <laughs> all right so now you, you can stop patting each other teams on the back i'm gonna bring it back to your team make it easy for you all right let's go to Devonta smith the slim reaper jared i'm gonna start with you make a case for him to be a champ next season well, Devontae Smith's an interesting case because has he popped off this year like Chase has or put up the ridiculous numbers like your boy Waddle has? No. He's he's in a run-first offense. But that also is an advantage because every catch Devontae Smith makes is usually single coverage. The Eagles also have a top 10 tight end in Dallas Goddard and two of the and one of the fastest players of football Quez Watkins. I'm not calling him a good receiver. He's solid. He's a great jump ball guy, but he also runs a 4-2-7. That's going to scare the daylights out of any safety chasing him deep. Rager, as much as he's a meme, is still dangerous with the ball in his hands. And so is Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. But we all know who the number one target on that offense is. It's Devontae Smith. And the Giants proved that. They had their best corner on him, James Bradbury, pro board from last year. Gave up 90-plus yards in the touchdown. Made probably one of the most beautiful toe-tap catches in the league. And he's only going to get better. He's only going to put on more muscle. Jalen Hurts is only going to get a better relationship with him. And like DJ said before, he's already a top-10 fantasy quarterback. And his favorite targets are Goddard and Smith. It's a no-brainer to me. This guy is going to get a lot of passes. And the Eagles aren't drafting receiver this year. They've got their three. They've got their tight end. They're going O-line to protect Hurts because Kelsey's probably going to retire. they got to replace Brandon Brooks because the guy can't stay healthy to save his life. So basically, Hurts is going to have all day to chuck back and watch the be- one of the best route runners in football scene in a while break people's ankles and get open. He doesn't need his speed to get open. My pro comp for him when I was evaluating him last year for the draft, go back and watch the tape, I said, Keenan Allen's route running with OBJ's explosiveness and hands. Dude's a freak. He may not be putting up the stats yet it's because he doesn't have to. The Eagles just run the ball down or throw for three quarters and then maybe throw a few passes. So 
Smith's going to get nothing but good opportunities to catch the ball. And, yeah, he had drops in the preseason, but he's been everything but automatic. I think he's one drop the entire year. And Hurts has proven he wants to get Smith the ball at all costs. And with Goddard's, Goddard's notoriety rising, he's going to get a lot of the coverage. So Smith, on top of the fact he's going to break the Eagles' receiving record next game, 34 receiving yards, I believe, to break it. So, yeah, um, Smith will be undoubtedly – he will be the back end of the top ten because there are guys, you know, the, uh, T- the, you know, the Tyree Hills, DeAndre Hopkins – Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. These guys are gonna Devonte Adams, but this guy will be probably sneaky back into the top ten because he consistently is gonna get the ball in a team that's gonna play a lot of bad corners. It's funny um, as I was hearing your argument, what a difference a, a, a few weeks in a season make to hear you make the analogy of the Eagles running the ball down your throat for three quarters. I would have loved to have heard that week two or three because, man, it was like no running at all. It's so funny how they've now fully committed to that uh, run game and look really good doing it. All right, DJ, you're up, my brother. Let's hear the case for Mr. Smith to be a chump. And this is another one. It will be absolutely nothing on his ability as well, too. He is a fantastic receiver. Right now he's currently ranked 31st, and it's not, I don't think it will be ability-wise. I think there just won't be as many opportunities. There are the three receivers. There is Dallas Garden and Goddard. They're going to be a run-first team as well moving forward. So far this season, Devontae Smith has had some explosions, like against the Giants as well, too, in a few games. But he does have seven ca- seven games with three catches or less and no touchdowns in those games. And he's had 93 targets leading the Eagles comfortably with only 58 catches on those ones. Dallas Garberter has 69 targets with about 50 catches. So I do think the way Nick Sarani coaches, he comes from the Frank Reich and the Colts coaching thing where they don't really always have a number one receiver in the offense. It's kind of everybody's an, everybody's an option. So I do love Devontae Smith. I just think... Some of those other guys like Cooper Cup, who has 177 targets. Devontae Adams, who gets a – even on run plays, Aaron just says, screw it, Devontae's over there somewhere. Justin Jefferson. There's receivers entirely too deep that on a run first team, I think it'll be hard for Devontae to crack the top 10 fantasy-wise just because he won't get the opportunities. It's nothing on him. But 62% of the time he catches the ball, which is pretty good. But you look at the Cooper Cups at like 75 and some of those guys, I think it's just going to be hard to match. Plus that young crop of receivers coming out this year as well too with guys like Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jahan Johnson, Drake London. We saw the rookies explode this year, all three of those first rounders. I imagine some of those guys are going to creep up there and catch some people by surprise too. Yeah, indeed. I mean, good argument indeed. I got to say, though, um, you know, Jared, I like the fact that you brought up the muscle mass because, yeah, he definitely has room for that for sure going into next year. He's 165 pounds and he's still smoking corners. Exactly. I mean, and imagine that beefed up a little. I agree. So I like your argument. I'm going to give that round to Jared. Good job. You're up 2-1. Going into round four, we're going to kick it back to DJ Squad. We're going to bring up Michael Pittman Jr. He's been an interesting guy this year. Had some really hot streaks, um, you know, kind of cooled off a little bit down the stretch here. DJ, give me the case for Mr. Pittman to be a champ next year. I think he's going to have more time working with Carson Wentz as well, too. They started the season, Carson, with his two sprains, his COVID, his foot. Like, there's just a mess to start the season. And we've seen them get a better report going down the stretch as well. Michael Pittman's really the only guy he targets almost to a fault. He has 116 targets. The next closest is Zach Pascal at 65. And Zach Pascal's only caught 36, though, so it's not nearly as effective as the 76 catches that Michael Pittman gets. He's 6'5", 220. And Carson Louie just throws it at him. Me and Kelsey noted when we were calling the last game on ColorCast. He doesn't lead the receiver as much as he should. He sees Michael Pittman, someone in a good position, just throws it at him and lets him basically box out and play big. He's had 10 games a season with double-digit fantasy points, four of them with 20, and even one with 30 as well. So he does have a lot of big play potential on top of that, and there's just not a whole lot of other options. And in the same vein as the Eagles, they're going to be a run-first team to leave him one-on-one with a lot of guys. And Carson Wentz, almost to a fault, will throw him the ball sometimes. And there's a point in the game in the season when Michael Pittman led the league in first-down reception. So he's all reliable for Carson when he's throwing the ball, and he's kind of their main receiver as well. We get a little bit of T.Y. here and there, a little bit of Zach Pascoe, but it's – Basically, Michael Pittman and the Blue Man Group the rest of the way. <laughs> Blue Man Group. I love it. All right, Jarrah, what you got for Mr. Pittman to be a chump? He, the unfortunate problem, like we brought my argument for Devontae Smith and DJ brought up, is there's a lot of good rookie receivers coming up. You also, DJ brought up when you saw about Jonathan Taylor before, the Colts will probably go and get more help because you're going to tell me T.Y. is going to play another season in Indy. Zach Pascal is at best a three receiver. So, 
You got guys like Chris Olave coming out next year, James Williams. I'm not saying they're going to get those guys, but it's a solid receiving class. Also, the Colts don't have a truly reliable tight end. There's a certain tight end out in the desert in Arizona who has a great relationship with Carson Wentz, who's a free agent. And I know Frank Reich would pay the bargain bin contract he's going to command for his terrible performance the last year's. Yeah, that's right. Zach Ertz to Indianapolis. Book it here first. Um, that's me as the my my NFL insider impression. The rest of it is basically, unfortunately for um, Michael Pittman, it's also Carson Wentz, man. It's Carson Wentz. Listen, I have two of his jerseys in my closet. I love that man to death. I root for him so hard, even though he doesn't play for my team anymore. One, not only just to get us our first-round pick back. Thank God. Second to the fact that he's just a good person and he's a great quarterback when he's healthy. Those two ankle sprains at the beginning of the year scared the crap out of me because I've seen that road before three times. Um, the other thing is, is with Carson, is the Colts, unfortunately, like you said with Devontae Smith, it's a Frank Reich, Doug Peterson, Andy Reid system. There is no primary receiver. Even if Carson wants to throw it to him a thousand times, Jonathan Taylor is the bell cow of that system. And on top of that, those 50-50 balls once throws, film gets out. Unfortunately, as much as Michael Pittman is a big physical dominant receiver, there's only so many times that ball is going to get to him. And I, I do – the upside downside is great. But unfortunately for Michael Pittman, his biggest problem is, is that he's in the perfect situation this year. He's the best receiver on his roster currently. There are free agent receivers next year. I believe Devontae Adams is one. Of, I'm not saying the Colts are going to give a hell fucking no. I don't know. But one of the biggest things with the Colts is that there are guys available. And Carson Wentz is a sucker for speed. I will any say. receiver with any any receiver who's run a 4-3 or less in his offense, he targets ridiculously high. Just ask Deshaun Jackson and Nelson Aguilar that win their careers. I'm just saying, unfortunately for Michael Pittman, he's in the perfect position this year to have a great breakout year. But now also next year, he'll have people covering him. You will have other receivers added to the list. So, unfortunately, he he will, he will may finish as a 15-14 receiver, but with the amount of talent and surplus at the top of the list and the fact that his workload is going to get even more split and you can't rely on Carson Wentz to throw the ball more than five times a game in Frank Wright's offense, like five times. Unless all five balls on Michael Pittman, that would scare the fuck out of me as a fantasy owner. So I hope you're right and they do bring in somebody because as much as I love Chris Bowder's GM, they've brought in Paris Campbell who plays, he's more injury prone than Carson Wentz at this point as well mm-hmm. too. Their free agent signing was T.Y. Hilton who just stayed basically. Yeah. And then Zach Pascal, the guy they drafted. They don't draft receivers. They don't have a first round pick this year either. You're welcome. And they also don't sign anyone. They're not going to pay Devontae Adams money. They barely they they pay their guys money, and then they sign and bargain free agent receivers. So I hope they bring in somebody to take some pressure off them. But they've I don't know if they will at this point. I believe only because they're going to be a they're going to be a second round exit this year. They'll probably beat the snot of some team that like was a division winner because they run the ball down your throat and they do it well on the road. Unfortunately, they're going to lose to some team that's fully complete, like complete, ready to go probably a rematch against Buffalo or maybe against Kansas City. And they're going to say, we need more firepower to keep up if we get behind. And they'll go get a big uh, – not a big name, but they'll go get a medium-sized name receiver. I am completely sold on your argument, Jared. However, we got to get to round five. So, DJ, you win round four. We're going into round Five. This is where things get fun. Let's hear some fandom come out. You guys are going to talk about your team's defenses into next season. Jared, I'm going to put you on the hot seat first. Let's hear the case for the Eagles to be top 10 next year. Well, it's a weird thing, um, Kamish, because the favorite in this matchup is clearly the Colts. You know, they have one of the best defenses in football the past couple of years. They have probably the best outside linebacker in football we've seen in the last 10, 15 years in a 4-3 system. But the Eagles force a buttload of tur- the, the One of the biggest things of Jonathan Gannon's defense is to produce turnovers. And as much as he drives me nuts as a coordinator, the thing he does the most is he listens to his players. Now, the Eagles forced two turnovers on Sunday, yes, against Jake Fromm and Mike Lennon. 
but they also for Darius Slay led the league in defensive touchdowns this year. They're also they also are always in the top ten in sacks with great defensive linemen like Cox, Milton Williams, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat, and they do have two. Oh wait, two, three. Thanks, DJ. Three first round picks next year. Thanks to courtesy of the infinite wisdom and the somehow evil geniusness of Howie Roseman. Um, one of those picks will be a corner. Um, one will probably be a safety because Anthony Harris experiment has failed miserably. Somehow we've, from the ashes, we've been given the gift of Marcus Epps, who somehow has become actually a decent safety. Um, this will be one of the places, Rodney McLeod. The usually with the Eagles defense is they have two very good man, man corners. They have a good pass rush. They don't give up points. Their only game where they get up, they've only given up 30, I believe, twice this year. That was to the Cowboys and the Chiefs. And that's with half their with no linebackers. With one of their corners being injured. Without Brandon Graham, their captain. A fully healthy Eagles defense is an amazing thing for a fantasy owner because now half the ranking was because they were ranked so low this year. The running game's gonna keep their defense off the field and keep teams behind, even if it's just a field goal, it's still a field goal. And the fact that they've consistently the past two or three years ranked in the top 10 against the run, they're going to force teams to pass into that secondary. It's, it's honestly like it's, they're like, they're literally the Rocky of NFL defenses. They somehow, some way. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team ready. ready. Black Hills energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Catch you right in the grill. It, 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 it's as much as the Colts are the odds on like paper champ, man. Somehow the Eagles defense keeps racking up 20 points because they just force turnovers and they make you make dumb decisions. DJ, I just want to point out during his argument, he just called the Colts D the paper champ. I mean, he's throwing blows as his argument goes. Wow, I'm impressed. DJ, you're up. Let's bring it home. Let's hear the Colts as a champ next year. All right. Currently, they're six in defense fantasy-wise. They're second in takeaways, only to the Cowboys and to Trayvon Diggs being a ball magnet out of nowhere for no reason. They're tied in third with blocks all of a sudden. We've seen on a hard knocks. They seem to call them every other week. They're tied in for fourth with three touchdowns as well, too. They find a way to get in the end zone and take the ball away. They played 10 teams all this season that are within a game of a playoff spot. And the September Seahawks. We know how good September Russell Wilson is for some reason. He's the greatest quarterback of all time for four weeks before he falls off. And they're still able to do all of this as well, too, with that hellacious schedule they started off with. They've so far this season they played they played the AFC East and they scored double digit points in three of those four games. The only one they didn't was the Jets for some reason because of garbage time. But against teams like the Patriots, the Bills, and and the Dolphins, they scored double digit points. Next year they play an AFC East team as well, too, and the NFC East. So they'll get the beneficiary of playing teams like the Giants and the Washington that are we'll figure out them as Jerry could tell you, they're kind of a mess. And they have their division with Houston. And Jacksonville, and we'll see if they figure it out as well, too. And we'll see how the Titans bounce back with Derrick Henry suffering his first injury. Julio Jones, the experiment seems to have failed. And we'll see if A.J. Brown can stay away from the Chipotle. And they only scored (laughs) – through all of that, they only scored negative points one time this season, and that was against the Ravens on Monday Night Football in overtime when they were so depleting the secondary guy who was on ESPN 3-4 SEC, whatever it was, was commentating for them three or four weeks prior, and Anthony Chesley, who came on. And they're a young defense on top of that. All the projected starters returning are under 30 besides Xavier Rhodes, too. You imagine with either a pick or a free agent signing, they will look to replace him as well, too. Three Pro Bowlers, and you mentioned Darius Leonard, one of the best linebackers in the game, the t- turnover machine. We had, there's DeForest Buckner, top three defensive tackle in the game. Kenny Moore, best slot corner in the game. Julian Blackman, a young safety before he tore his Achilles. They got a lot of really good pieces, and they played well against that hellacious schedule so far. And I imagine they're just going to be able to carry it over next year. They've gone better as the season comes along. And next year, without the COVID, with hopefully not that wood, less COVID problems, more time together in a full offseason, I think they're going to be even better next year. And the, in the same vein, Jonathan Taylor and that offense is going to keep them off the field, hopefully a little bit more often next year than they did this year, especially early on. I will say, 
That was an amazing argument. But number two, best team to tackle football plays for the Eagles. And number four, also plays for the Eagles. So, listen, as much as you have Buckner, I raise you Hargrave and Cox. I look at Grover um, Stewart. Did you see him make those wings on hard knocks? Like, that's really hard. That's hard to up on top of it as well, too. And we got Darius hey, listen, Leonard. I, 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 listen, the, 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 listen, the sink wings are a great invention. Like uh, 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 E. coli aside, I'm I'm up for it, man. But <laughs> if anyone knows that, knows to me, the biggest yeah. kicker to me is the one thing that scares me is your corners. I I love Kenny Moore. I love Kenny Moore. I think he's one of the best nickel corners I've ever seen. But you said Xavier Rhodes north of thirty. I'd rather have a north of thirty Darius Slay than a north of thirty Xavier Rhodes. Slay is going back to his like fourth Pro Bowl. We saw also Stephen Nelson will be twenty eight. Or 29, I believe. Uh, and plus, we have Zach McPherson who, on every play. I think he's even he only played 20% of his snaps this year. Still, in his snaps, is ranked as a one of the best young rookie corners in the league, according to PFF, even he's only played 35 snaps this year. So the, there's that. There's that on top of the fact that um, Philly will most likely take a cornerback this year in the draft as well. So I, I, I listen, I mean, like, unless you want to go youth. I, Jared, I appreciate the rebuttal, but in champs or chumps, we don't have rebuttals. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you know, it's okay though. But listen, listen, I, I, I enjoyed both of your arguments. Listen, both of y'all brought it tonight. I mean, this is like the best champs or chumps analysis we have ever had by up by far. But you know what we got to do? We got to call a winner or a loser. Normally, it's by the flip of a coin, but tonight, tonight, unfortunately. For someone, it was because their video um, for the Dumbass Award came out so good that I just had to do it. So, DJ, you're our winner tonight. J-Rod is our Dumbass this week. First, let's get to DJ. Congratulations, my brother. You are the winner. I look pretty All good right, and I'm going to start doing that some more. And to our loser, you get the dumbass of the week, sir. Dumbass. Thank I look like one of my co-workers from a moving company job. <laughs> enjoying a cocoa with his robot, Jared. Enjoying the holiday season, indeed. I was going to make you both winners, but you made a big fit about that last time. So I'm like, all right. I got whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, I got robbed last time because you were so afraid of offending somebody, Kamish. Listen, DJ beat me. I'll fully admit that. He beat me fair and square. That was a good – hey, listen, you guys – DJ's you guys pulling are... stats out of the shadow realm. I'm I mean – He's film analysis. He beat me. He's got, he's got it. He's got off the top of his head too. Just I, money, think, money, I think I think Commission is still bitter about the fact that I brought him on unprepared to the corner booth. Last time. <laughs> I'm over that, bro. The holidays happened. I'm all listen, over that, right? listen. Like I mean, his co- DJ's co-host Kelsey came on. DJ, I've been trying to get you on for a hot minute now. Kelsey came on and knocked it out of the park, man. What's your excuse? I know. I hear you. Listen, you. I told you. I told you. I got four kids, bro. So I got one day for football. It's not Saturday. It's Sunday for me. So I when you right, start you know, going to college, I'm it, lost. Next time we do it, I'll make. We'll do it during the NFL playoffs. You come on again. This week, all right, good. Pick the NFL. Good stuff. All right, let's uh, give our guys some time for the plug time. We'll start with our winner, DJ. Let everyone know where to find your us great stuff. Absolutely. You can check us out. We live stream every Wednesday at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Our podcast is released on Spreaker and all platforms that you like the next day. We will also be on ColorCast quite frequently multiple times a day. You can check out our Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at high underscore low underscore sports to find every all the shenanigans we get up to throughout a week. So that'd be the best way to follow along with us and maybe talk a little trash back and forth with us too. Kelsey and myself do sometimes like to clap back on occasion. Nice, indeed. We're going to start that color casting too. It sounds like fun. Uh, we're going to get belly up all involved, sounds like, so it'll be fun. Jared, I know you lost tonight. You know, maybe robbed twice. What can we say? Let oh, everyone. No, 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 no. I got smacked this time. It was a I I thoroughly <laughs> lost. I lost closely, but I lost. That that was Ali Frazier, though. That was a good one. Like I'm still sweating right there. Like I was worried yeah, I was about yeah. to choke down the stretch. Like that was that See, was a bummer. You also have like two styles going against each other. Where I'm more film J- DJ stats. 
So Indeed. we're like, it's really two different styles hitting each other. I love they, it. I enjoyed they it. They complement each other very well. You guys, like I said, it was great debate. You guys did a good job. Jerry, let us know where you find all your great stuff at. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed me talking on four hours of sleep as I've been up since 3 a.m. this morning doing work, um, you'll come check us out at the Corner with Podcast. We just dropped episode 199. That's right. We're hitting 200 next week. If those of you who actually stopped by, we, are, we just gave away a bunch of uh, sunglasses. Uh, for those who stop by our holiday party, the winners will be announced this week. You can find us at Corner Booth Pod on all platforms. I'm talking TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, as well as on YouTube. Um, we release our episodes Wednesday morning, as well as we go live on Thursday for our Corner Booth Pre, in which we collaborate with Tailgate and the Quad Podcast. If you want to get wild, have a beer with us, come check us out. Kamish came on, our boy Kelsey came on. Maybe one of these days we'll drag DJ out of his cave and he'll, he'll come on as well. It's always a good time. We appreciate y'all stopping by. Uh, but, yeah, want to give a big shout to you, Kamish, as well, for uh, having me on for the third time now. Um, give a shout to your wife, so tell her, go birds. And, um, and go Canes for you, too, my man. Yes, sir. Indeed. She, I don't know if you heard her. She said, what's up? Go birds. She's with it. Indeed. We appreciate you guys. Happy New Year to you both. Um, good stuff from you guys and Belly Up, our network together. We're on Voltron Up, take this thing over next year. So can't wait for all the good stuff we got coming out. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about all the things we got wrong last week. I appreciate you guys joining us. Happy New Year, fellas. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year as well, man. too. Always a, always a blast. Man, Kamish, must be hard trying to get us clowns to come together for the show. Yeah, especially keeping us motivated during the Jeffers snack breaks. It's almost like we need a counselor or someone to at least consult us because we don't know what we're doing. Luckily for us, we signed the best coach in the business, Vision Coach and Consulting. They have led the way for business professionals for over 20 years. Yeah, you know what? They offer... Business coaching, life coaching, and consultant services that can put you back on the track for your personal goals. You don't say, Nick. You know what? Check them out today at coachingandleading.org or on Facebook or Twitter at their handle, Coach Lead Win. Vision Coaching and Consulting, because every champion has a coach. All right, good champs or chomps tonight. Gotta love the fellas. Um, good new year coming up for Belly Up. Got a lot of fun things coming up with Color Cast, uh, as DJ mentioned. Um, so we'll get, you know, we'll talk about more as that uh, gets going. But until then, let's talk about all the things we got wrong last week. Oh, you're so dumb. Baby, you're so dumb. I can tell right now, you ain't no good for me. All right, we'll bring up our starts of the week. Again, this is what we got wrong, but I'll just plug myself on what I got right. Joe Burrow, I name as the starting QB this week, and man, was he the starting QB. QB indeed, number one overall, Mick Nasty on the Ravens. Um, so definitely felt good about that. However, the segment is what we got wrong. Tyler Lockett was somebody I definitely got wrong. Only six points, didn't really show up. Uh, much in that game at all, uh, unfortunately. So that was something I got wrong. On Flanders' side, he put Matt Stafford as his starting QB. That did not work out. Neither did Cordell Patterson with 8.3, so something he got wrong here. Now, the Juice and um, the Jester both have got issues. I'm just going to say this. I mean, he's got Taysom Hill, who doesn't play. Uh, the Jester has D's nuts starting as his quarterback. He did start James Robinson, who got him one. Brandon Cooks for the Juice got, didn't play. Hunter Henry, 1.9 points. So my friend, Greg and Fred, this has got to be a joint one. You guys are going to the last, you're going to be the last ones of 2021. I keep forgetting what year it is. You're going to be the last ones of 2021 to be the dumbass on the starts and sits. Dumbass. Thank Dumbass. 
I only just wish you were here to enjoy that along with me. Okay, let's go to our sits. And it looks like we got some dumbasses other than the Juice and the Jester. I put first Kirk Cousins, who I believe is QB8, 18.6 points, had a decent week. James Conner I put, but he didn't play, so it wasn't quite fair, but I didn't know that at the time. Stephon Diggs, 21.5 points. Definitely got that wrong. I did put Hunter Henry and Bengals D, so I got those right. But those big points that I've got sent on the bench are really, really bad. However, I think I I misspoke. It's actually, it might be the juice. Could be the dumbass again. This is his team. I think if you use this team, you could actually start against anyone and win. Josh Allen, 31 points. Uh, Jamar Chase, 19.5 points. Kyle Pitts, 16.2 points. Rams D, 11 points. That's basically your starting lineup for your championship squad, and your boy, the juice, has got him sitting. Bro, you know how it is. It's 2021. Last if you're the dumbest. All right, I'll do that as a quick one because we already just did that. Let's bring up our ultimate teams for this week. For our, well, we'll have one more for this final week, but let's bring it up for this week. <clears throat> Excuse me. We got... Flanders in at number one this week. He had Aaron Rodgers um, was a big play. We all had Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup, but his big play was in his flex. He went Debo Samuel, and that got him 28.1 points. Also, Mark Andrews, a tight end. Big difference for him there at 26.5 points. Um, So a good day overall for the Flanders attack. I came in at number two, two points behind him. The big guys that came up for me, Dolphins defense. We saw that on Monday night. Um, again, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cub, we all had there. Um, Dak Prescott was my QB this week um, and my ultimate team, 31.3 points, although I should have just stuck with um, Burrow as it was. Um, on the Jester side, uh, Matt Stafford at quarterback, not so good, and Alvin Kamara at running back, not so good. Uh, so got him dead last, or excuse me, at number three this week. I have that mis- mismarked. The dead last person this week, again, the juice. I don't know what's going on this week, man, but you got Dalvin Cook in your flex who didn't play. Um, Justin Tucker, Cowboys D. It just goes on and on, the tragedy that it was of your picks. Sir, you did not have a good week in your picks, so hopefully you can bounce back this week because it is our final week. So just to remind everyone, we'll be having a New Year's Eve special on New Year's Eve. Make sure you check it out. That'll be live for you to check out. We'll do some fun New Year's Eve stuff. We're going to bring back some of our old picks, um, some of the people that we thought were going to do well this year, some of the things we're going to do bad. So we're going to compare, see how we do. We're going to bring up our playoff predictions, things like that, and we're going to see how well we did uh, in our predictions way back in the summer and have some friends and some fun games along. You guys know we like to party and we like our holidays, so be sure to check us out. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, and thanks again to our friends tonight who joined us, um, Jared and DJ. Once again, friends of the show, we do appreciate you guys coming on tonight. We appreciate you all, and we're going to have one more show to close out 2021, and we appreciate you guys taking this journey with us. Got big things coming up next year, and we can't wait to have you guys. See ya real soon. Bye-bye. We're on a mission, on a mission guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.